Mix podcast. This is a Carolina Panthers podcast, the inaugural Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. And my name is Jerry. And on today's show, we're going to look at some overall NFL news. Uh, we're going to look at the Carolina Panthers training camp, give some overall impressions, what we like, what we don't like. And then we're going to look at the backup QB and backup running back training camp battles. Um, two important positions, so we're going to take a look at them. But, uh, Jerry, let's start off with some NFL news. Well, for today's NFL news, we're going to look at the training camp holdouts around the league. First up, we have Houston Texans defensive end Jadavian Clowney. Uh, Not much to say about him. Washington's left tackle Trent Williams. He's actually not happy with the organization, not only about money, but also because of the way they treated his tumor he had in the offseason. Always scary when you have a brain tumor, but... My my thinking is that if they pony up enough money, you know, he's going to be just fine with that medical situation. Money does typically resolve a lot of issues that players have. Um, also holding out is Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end Yannick Nagau. I think that's how you say it. Say that again. Nagau. Mm, I had Nagau for dinner last night. It was delicious. <laughs> 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 Moving on, Chargers running back Melvin Gordon is also holding out, and from r- rumors are to be believed, they are far away from agreement. Yeah, I think I think Melvin Gordon needs to look at the Le'Veon Bell situation from last year. Um, you know, he held out for the entire year, wanted that, that big payday. He got a payday, but it wasn't the big payday. Um, and you know, the Chargers backup situation is even better than what Pittsburgh was looking at last year you know, with their running back. So, I don't know. I think he needs to be careful. Le'Veon lost money by holding out. Like, not only yep. just, like, losing money by not salary, but, like, he would have made 15 or $14 million last year, correct, yep. on that franchise tag. On the franchise tag, but they also had offered him a really nice deal before, you know, he turned that down. They signed him to the – or they wanted to sign him to the franchise tag. He wouldn't sign it. But uh, he had a chance to make a lot of money there. Made it, Ended up making less with the Jets now. So, we'll see. Uh, also holding out is a nunny, another running back who is currently partying in Cabo, supposedly, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, this one feels a little more like the Cowboys are going to really push to get this done. I don't think their backup situation is great there. Um, He's 90% of their offense. They have yeah, to pay him. He's very important. Uh, I mean, you're going to ask Dak Prescott to run that offense by himself. You know, Dak Prescott's okay, but he's... You know, he's no Philip Rivers, for instance. I, I almost want to say he's like Cam is to the Panthers. Like, if you remove Zeke from that offense, they're going nowhere. Yeah, you're looking at 4-12, and 3-13, and 13, and maybe a top running back taken in the draft next year. Now, as a Panthers fan also, we should kind of keep an eye on these running back situations and how much money they get, because McCaffrey's probably going to be looking for top five running back money in two years or so when his deal's up his rookie contract's up well we all know how marty herney likes to pay running backs um 
Luckily, saying... there's not two on the roster this exactly. time. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. He's only going to be paying one this time. And this guy, you know, he deserves, I, I think, you know, if he puts up another couple of seasons like he did this past year, maybe even better, then I'm not going to complain about paying him. He was robbed from the Pro Bowl, too. He was robbed from that 1,000-1,000 season also, I think, that they could have given him that in that Saints game last <laughs> yeah. year. Uh, another holdout is Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas. Supposedly, he wants $20 million per year. He wants way over the current highest paid wide receiver. I mean, he's a great wide receiver. I'm not knocking him. But they only have $11 million in cap left for the season. Yeah, he, I mean, he's still on his rookie deal, so I don't blame him for wanting more money. He's also very important to that team. But uh, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for a wide receiver. That is a lot of money. Hey, keep, they, keep holding out, Michael Thomas. That's all I have to say. No, Please. I, I agree. And plus, they got to pay Kamara next year, too. Yeah, that's true. Because Kamara's new contract, I think he has a four-year rookie contract right now. Mm-hmm. And he's going into the third year. Because he doesn't get the fifth-year option that McCaffrey right. does. Yep. yep. And then Brees, he's not under contract, I don't think, after next year. Yeah, you, you wonder if Breeze is going to retire after this year, but, you know, he, him and Tom Brady, you know, they keep defying the laws of aging, so who knows. Well, last year towards the end of the season, he couldn't throw that well, so let's hope that trend continues. He, he, I like Drew Breeze as a person. Not only but, the end of the season, but, like, the second half of the season, really. He, you know, you look at those numbers, and they're not very good, so, um, yeah, keep playing Drew Breeze, you know. Let's, let's hope that we play them again at the end of the year you know for many years to come very true i like drew Brees as a person love the guy he seems like a great guy i like to have a beer with but i hope he continues his downward spiral do you remember when he went on oprah and oprah asked him who kissed him backstage because he had some lipstick on his face and he said that's not lipstick that's a birthmark very very embarrassing <laughs> i don't remember very that. embarrassing for oprah that day very embarrassing uh, yeah he wasn't gonna get it removed too i guess it unless it became like cancerous so yeah well you know now it's part of his look so no that he had it removed now he just has a scar so you pay attention i don't pay attention okay, okay. yeah, yeah. he's a saint that. so <laughs> now we need to talk about a couple of major injuries uh potentially major injuries that happened uh over the last couple of days one definitely a major injury aj green goes down for cincinnati cincinnati's not going anywhere this year but losing aj green you're you know for six to eight weeks at least you're asking a lot from your fans to show up at this point they're not going anywhere fast i mean you kind of wonder do you think they're going to use him as trade bait i mean he's still quality if he comes back healthy enough he's 31 years old i don't think his contract's astronomical why would you not i mean i guess it depends if you start zero and four or something like that one and four well yeah i mean at that point you you trade aj green then you're telling your fan base we're not going anywhere for several years um it's it's a major rebuild at this point so you know if if that's the way they want to go then they could fetch a first round pick for him probably you think a first? I don't think a first. Well, maybe not after coming off this injury, but I bet. I mean, he's thirty-one years old too. It, he's he's still still one of the best receivers I don't in the league. I think he's that top top well, tier. Like I, I think, think he's, he's I think he is looked at as one of the top receivers in the league. Well, I don't think his past few years. I'm trying to look up his stats right now. Well, while you do that, let's talk about Tyreek Hill. He 
you know, avoided suspension. Um, he went down today, actually, uh, with a leg injury. Looks like he's going to be okay, but it wouldn't surprise me if they do an MRI, just to be sure. Um, losing Tyreek Hill would be rough for the Chiefs. They dodged a bullet with him not being suspended. At least at this point, more news comes out than you never know. But um, looks like Tyreek Hill is going to be okay. Though, you know, it's got to be a scary situation for the Chiefs. I'm just going to say I don't like Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I don't I don't blame you. I don't like him either. Um, do you want to circle back with the A.J. Green? Yeah. I'm looking at his stats right now, and, okay, he's had consistent 1,000-yard seasons, but, like, 2013, he had a 1,400-yard season. Then it went to a 1,000-yard season. Then it went 1,200, then 900, 1,000. Like, he really hasn't gotten very high he's... up. But he's and he's had a little bit of injury concern. <clears throat> I bet if you look at those games played, it's not sixteen games every one of those years. He's he's only played two full seasons in the past six. Yeah. So I mean that's okay. So so maybe not a first round pick, but newsflash: AJ Green, very Ooh. good when healthy, very good. Patriots. He has oh, Patriots he's got, fourth or yeah. fifth round pick on him. He's got written written all over him. Yep. All right. Well, go win, go win your ring in congratulations. New you England. Just, you just gave the Patriots another <laughs> Super Bowl. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think that's good for the around the NFL portion of this. Um, let's look at the Panthers, man. This is Panther season. <laughs> We're very excited, Jerry. You know, I'm excited. You're excited. All of Panther Nation is excited. Uh, Hall of Fame games. The start of the NFL season is coming up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I consider it more training camp because a Hall of Fame game is just like... Hey, it's the first game of the season, regardless of, you know, it's 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 not a very good game. If I want to go watch, like, some scrubs, like, pl- try to make a team, I can go watch the high school down the street. Hey, I like watching high school At least football. those guys have more hearts in it. <laughs> These guys are playing for real money. You know they want to win. And the Falcons are there, so, you know, you might want to tune in just to take a look at the third and fourth stringers. Yeah. You know, you never know. You never see, know. See who's backing up Matt Ryan's backup. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, if it's anything like the Panthers last year, you never know. Oh. I mean, gosh, how many quarterbacks did we go through? Um, anyway, okay, so let's look at some uh, some training camp. Just some overall thoughts from training camp so far. Um, Cam? Looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's hope his arm can hold up. He's throwing the ball deep and accurate. So hopefully it doesn't get sore over time like it did last year. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, let's see, you know, two weeks from now how he's feeling. Because last training camp, they did have to rest him during training camp some. Well, I, I think mean, they've already stopped him training or uh, practicing one day. He, they gave him a day off, but they gave a couple of veterans yeah. a day off, so that that doesn't concern me. I think it's smart. Like, oh. manage it, manage him now so you don't have to manage him later. Oh, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I mean, Cam's 31 now. He's, he's you got to start worrying about his age and his arms, you know, over time. Well, he, and I don't know if you saw the article from the MMQB that they did on the Panthers, but he talked about Cam talked about, you know, he's getting older. He's going to kind of have to change how he plays a little bit to ensure that he has a long career. You know, that's been the knock on Cam is he plays like a running back. Is he going to have the longevity of a running back? 
Well, I will say last year at the beginning of the season, I mean, he was checking the ball down a lot and stuff, mm -hmm. and he was getting the ball out quick. Hopefully, Norv Turner can continue him on that pace, and it will really help our season out and his health. I would, I have, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I would almost guarantee that he got hit less the first, I don't know, six games of last season than he ever has in the first six games of any season since he's been drafted. I mean, he and Christian McCaffrey, you know, that's one of the reasons they drafted him to keep Cam safe. Yeah. You know, give Cam a safety, safety valve. Yeah. You and know? he he used that safety valve a lot last yeah, year. Yeah, 107 catches for McCaffrey <laughs> last year, an NFL record. You know, hey, I did a little research today. Okay. Cam Newton is going to become this year, barring any major health issues, the only quarterback in NFL history to have 30,000 passing yards and 5,000 rushing yards for a career. Okay. No, he, he's going to be number two overall rushing behind Vic, but Vic only had 22,000 passing yards. So number one dual threat quarterback of all time. I don't think it's even a debate at this point. Anymore. No, it shouldn't be a debate. I mean, hands down, Cam can throw and run. Michael Vick had the potential to be able to throw and run, but we're again issues and off field issues kind of derailed him. Yeah. You also wonder if he would have actually take the coaching. I mean, he popped up in Philadelphia after that whole dogfighting issue, and he played pretty well. But I don't think his throwing stats were still astronomical. No, and Michael Vick also. You know, you wonder with his frame and the beating that he inevitably would have taken it when he slowed down a little bit, you know, in his into his 30s. Um, I don't know that he would have had the longevity to reach 30,000 passing yards anyway. So, you know, we'll see. But um, Cam Newton, you know, I mean, he's well on his way. I mean, if he plays another five years and he gets 500 yards oh, yeah. rushing a season, he's going to pass Vic. You know, he's going to end up with maybe 40,000 passing yards, maybe more, and 7,000 rushing yards, maybe 100 touchdowns. I mean, rushing touchdowns, you know, it's not out of question. Oh, yeah. Not he, out of the question. He is a vulture in that red zone yeah. for rushing touchdowns. Yeah. To fantasy owners, chagrin <laughs> or delight, depending on how you, what, what your Cam Newton ownership status is. But, yeah, uh, Cam, good. So far, yeah, looks yeah. good. Um the season's going to rest on his shoulder, literally. I yeah. mean. Yeah. Uh, speaking of weapons for Cam, number 12, DJ Moore. Uh, man, that I, guy is going to be hitting year two for him. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. He had a lot of after yards catching, running the ball. Like, he, he made people miss left and right all the time, and – Hopefully he can continue that because some reason they didn't want to play him at the beginning. I guess it was learning the offense, but towards the second half of the season, he looked really good. He did, and I'm hoping that he can kind of enter that second phase that great wide receivers have where he, you know, just becomes that number one guy for Cam. And we used him as kind of a slant guy last year, quick pass, quick out. This year I'm hoping he goes downfield. Let me let me see him go downfield more. You know, hopefully Cam's able to get it to him. Obviously, Cam with the shoulder last year didn't go downfield a ton, but you know, both Samuel, who's also looked great. I was and gonna more. say Samuel has been lighting up right. training camp going deep. 
I am so excited for it. And he's been adjusting to make those catches too, not just like easy drop in the bucket catches. I yeah, I agree. I think DJ Moore's our number one, but I think teams are gonna be surprised by Samuel's progression. I think the national conversation with the Panthers right now is that our wide receiver core is lacking a little bit, but I think by week three or four uh, that conversation is going to change because I think as long as Samuel stays healthy, I mean that that's been kind of the knock on Samuel so far. Oh, yeah. he, he's he has a hard time staying healthy, but you know, hopefully these guys are going to get. We added Chris Hogan. I've seen him make a couple of catches in training camp. You know, he's reliable. He's Chris Hogan. He's fine. Jarius Wright was really solid last year. Jarius like, Wright, yeah. I he mean was, he. He's not a number one or anything, but he was a nice little slot guy on third down. I felt like every third down and like six, he was out there open at the 10-yard line or 8-yard line just getting those. You need guys first. like that. Oh, yeah. You need guys like that. I'm pretty sure Jarius Wright was the number one on our team in first down receptions. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you think of the 2003 team with Ricky Prohl playing that role. Yeah, exactly. How important was Ricky Prohl to that team? Darius Wright could be that guy. This and year. he knows the offense. He knows North Turner from his best season was with North Turner in Minnesota. Yep. So, I mean, yep. I, th- I think national pundits like to look at the wide receiver, and they don't really recognize his, their names. So, from their perspective, they have 32 teams to focus on. They didn't watch all 32 games or teams games every week, so they didn't see the progression we got to see as Panther fans. Right, and Cam was not healthy last year, so they didn't get those numbers, you know, that maybe some of these other guys got. Although DJ Moore, I think, gained a lot of respect over over last year, just the way he played, particularly his rushing, which was I think he was the number one rushing wide receiver in the yeah. league last year. Um, do, do you remember the primetime game with Booger McFarland? It was at the end of the season. Kept saying Cam needs to push the ball down the field. Well, no kidding. Have yeah. you not been watching the game? He can't. Yeah. I could throw deeper than him last year. And I I was that kid in junior high and high school that would literally opt to play wide receiver and running back because I knew I couldn't throw the ball. Yeah. Well, Booger was too busy trying to drive the Booger Mobile to really <laughs> pay attention to what was going on. So. Oh, by the way, rest in peace, Booger Mobile. Yeah. It is not coming back. Right. Whoop, whoop. Well, congratulations to the fans that actually get to go to Monday Night Football games because that you know they weren't too happy, particularly those fans that paid a lot of money to sit on the bottom, you know, bottom of the stadium, they could see nothing but the booger mobile. Oh yeah, they <laughs> they put a TV on the bo- back of it towards the middle of the season after complaints. Really? Yeah. I for paid. The fans to watch. I paid five six hundred dollars for the seat, probably more, and yeah. I'm gonna watch it on TV on Booger's mobile. Yeah. Well, you know, Jason Witten no longer in the booth. <laughs> Booger's gonna move up to the booth, so. You know, that's going to at least alleviate some of that concern for them. They cannot strike gold like Tony Romo. That was no, basically it. They were they thinking struck, they did. What is the were, opposite of gold? That's what they struck with, <laughs> with Jason Witten. And that's why he's back playing tight end. That, well, we'll see how much of tight end he actually plays. Kinda, I think it was a mercy kill. <laughs> I kind of wonder if they kind of went to him and was like, hey, by the way, you can be fired or unretire. Yeah. Or maybe they went to Jerry Jones like, Jerry. You know, you pay him five million, we'll pay you six, and we'll make sure the Cowboys get on a couple of more, you know, national games. Uh, they don't need any more national games. No, they don't. They don't. I feel like they're on every national game, especially with them. Like they have a good roster. 
still don't think they're going to do much well, with you know, Jason Garrett as a head coach. They're America's team. They're going to, you know, uh, NFC East teams play prime time. You know, that's just just the way it is. It is. Um, back to the Panthers training camp. Uh, Brian Burns, our number one pick. Yeah. I, I've seen a couple of good things from him uh, at the expense of Greg Little once. Yeah. Greg Little maybe not looking so great. Left tackle, a concern. And I was kind of shocked with the Greg Little being on left tackle. I was shocked Daryl Williams was over there too. I expected mm-hmm. Moten to be competing because he seems to have a little bit more flexibility, but he's entrenched on the right side. It wouldn't surprise me if that gets mixed up during the preseason and we see several of those guys at left tackle just to see you know, how the offense looks. You know, Greg Little, I think... He was looked at more of a run guy, maybe not a great pass protector, not something you really wanted your left tackle, but we'll see. Um, Joe McCoy, professional, yeah, he's, he's looked good so far. Supposedly everybody at camps loves him already. So. I'm glad that we got, you know, Joe McCoy's been in the league a few years. He's I wouldn't call him an old guy, but he's a veteran. Right, he's 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 been in the league for a while. Well, but... I guess I'm thinking of we lost Thomas Davis. Well, not that old. Right, we lost Thomas Davis <laughs> as that kind of as that veteran guy, and we bring in McCoy, we mm-hmm. bring in Bruce Irvin, and you, you still know. have Luke there. Luke has you been still running got Luke this there. team. Yeah, so you know, I was a little worried about losing that veteran leadership from Thomas Davis, but bringing those guys in, especially Bruce Irvin, who's got that championship and, pedigree to and it. eric reed has supposedly taken over leadership role in the secondary i Good. mean well, they need it yeah i mean last year he kind of came in early in the season already started he didn't really get to build a rapport with the guys but hopefully this year he can i mean he's an ex-pro bowler played well last year well if you look at any part of our team you know that needs work the secondary might jump out at you as what i know shocking Shocking. <laughs> News alert. <laughs> well, hopefully Eric Reed can come in there and get those boys worked up a little bit. Yeah. Speaking of back to Curtis Samuel, he uh he burnt James Bradbury, Kevon Seymour. Yeah. He's been burning them all. Uh Deshaun Jackson's look good. He's looking well, good. Well, yeah, I haven't seen made... any highlights of him getting beat, so yeah. I, I saw I saw an interception. I heard you know, he's talking trash. That's him. Not not too happy with uh, how he was portrayed in All or Nothing. Yeah, and he's also not happy about getting second place with that million dollar run, uh, thing. Yeah. Challenge. They mm-hmm. haven't paid anybody, so he said he's going to get their money. Mm. We'll see. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Uh, by the way, All or Nothing, Amazon Prime, fantastic. It was awesome. As a Panther fan who never gets his te- to see his team like that, that was that was amazing. Yeah, I didn't think that that would ever happen for us, just given that we're not a national team. Particularly Jerry Richardson was never interested in anything like that. Um, but Tepper, I don't know. We might see all kinds of stuff coming from Tepper. Yeah, I think Tepper has his hand on the pulse of you know the current status of the NFL and how the current younger generation consumes yeah. content. I mean... I was telling you earlier, I just found out that they have like a uh, new training camp confidential where they're going to focus on, in on Ross, Ross Crockle, um, Elijah Holyfield, and I can't think of the third guy's name, but they're going to basically the edge guys of if they make the roster or not. They're going to follow them around this year. 
Well, that's good. It's kind of kind of our own little hard knocks. You yeah. know, that's always the best part of hard knocks is the guy that might not make the team. You know, hard knocks is going to be great in Oakland this year. I saw a preview of hard knocks with Gruden doing his typical Gruden speech. All the the veterans are like, uh, okay, whatever, Gruden. I can't wait till that implodes. <laughs> I, hope I don't think it, you're going to have to wait too long. I hope it does on TV, too. I mean, he signed a 10-year deal over under five and a half years for him remaining head coach. I'm taking the under. Oh, yeah. I'm taking the under. I am, too. They're going to Las Vegas next year. They're going to... Who knows? Who knows? I, I, I'm telling you, that group... Oh. Dysfunctional. I, I, yes. I understand why Jerry Richardson wanted to keep a culture and stuff like that because that is going to implode fast and hard. That's another, yeah, I mean, that's another thing that I wonder. With the Panthers, um, Jerry Richardson, of course, was always looked at as kind of running a clean team, didn't want to get those guys in here. Um, I mean, Tepper showed last year he was not afraid to make a choice that might be looked at unfavorably by some of the population by bringing in Eric Reed. Um but watching all or nothing, man, I Tepper. I love Tepper. Yeah. I, I mean, I and, and he's building that big complex down and He's Fort investing Mill. in the area. Yeah, I yeah. mean, so if he's spending that much money in Fort Mill, the team's not going anywhere. It makes you feel a little bit comfortable. And he's done a lot to bring the Carolinas together. Mm-hmm. I think more than Richardson did. I mean, of course, we've always had training camp in South Carolina, but that actually, is alma mater, right? But actually, actually building <laughs> infrastructure in South Carolina, getting you know, bringing those jobs there, bringing that tax revenue there. Uh, that's going to be. I mean, that's oh, yeah. that's a big deal for South Carolina. So. Uh, you know, good job, Tepper. Yeah. Tepper's mom, by the way, MVP of All or Nothing in her episode. <laughs> that was great. Um, any other All or Nothing thoughts before we kind of move on to our position battles? Uh, no, I really like the All or Nothing. I hope we can see more. Maybe not as much. I don't want to see them on Hard Knocks because I just feel like that's just gives a little bit too much advance notice to other teams. Well, plus Hard Knocks. You know, you've done pretty poorly the last few years if you're on Hard Knocks because you don't even, you're not even eligible for Hard Knocks unless you, you know, have just not made the playoffs for several years. You know, I think it's if you haven't made the playoffs in two years, you don't have a head new head new coach. Head coach, yeah. So. So let's keep making the playoffs and just not even worry about Hard Knocks. Yeah, that seems like the most logical choice. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. That's a good uh, good wrap up for kind of an overall feeling of training camp thus far. It's only been a week, not even a week, so you know we'll we'll kind of look more into that. But uh, I did want to talk about some camp battles today, uh, specifically some some backups. You know, we a lot of our starters are kind of set for yeah. the whole team, right? Uh, there's really only a couple of spots that you're having starter battles. So let's kind of look at two of the major offensive backup position battles with backup quarterback, backup running back. Um, Jerry, you, you want to go ahead and run with uh, running back? Yeah, with the backup running backs, last year McCaffrey played 91% of the offensive snaps. That is astronomical, and I don't expect him to continue to do that. His legs are going to just become jelly eventually. 
Um, they've even come out and said that they don't plan to use them that much, which is kind of humorous in a sense because last offseason they were like, we're going to start playing it more. Yeah, they definitely did. They did that. I did see also, just real quick, that today I saw that Turner, North Turner said that they do want to reduce his snaps, but not necessarily his touches. So, interesting. Yeah, I mean, he's a dangerous weapon. Why would you not want him to have the ball, but you want to give him rest? I mean, he's always blocking or running rounds. The guy has to get tired. You don't want to run him into the ground. No. Yeah. Um, First up for the backup competition is this old Panther favorite, or not favorite, depending on how you like him, Cameron Artis Payne. Um, Some positives about him. The team knows what they get from him. They know his work habits. They know everything about him. I was surprised he only got 19 carries last year. I'm not surprised, number one, because look at how great Christian McCaffrey was. And number two, I mean, is that the best? That's the most positive thing you can say about Cameron Artis Payne is we know who he is. Oh, I agree. I'm not not on Cameron Artis Payne's bandwagon right now. But, I mean, last year I felt like they could have used C.J. Anderson a lot more before we let him go, too. Like, give McCaffrey a breather. That was surprising how little they actually used C.J. Anderson last year. And I don't blame him for wanting to leave. No, I don't either. And who he wants to play. He's a player. Yeah. I mean, why not use him a little bit more? I remember that, like, double screen that he did. That was money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was a good player. Look, he went to the Rams and did some damage. He was... He was incredible for a few games. Exactly. That. So why would, why didn't he? We invest a little bit of time in him. You couldn't have is, given him ten touches a game. You know, rest McCaffrey a little bit. I mean, just do it. McCaffrey gets eighty percent of the offensive snaps and him twenty. That being said, Cameron Artis Payne, not someone I'm comfortable giving twenty percent of the snaps to. He's honestly on the roster bubble. I I, I think he gets cut. I mean, but who who are who are the other options? Well, that's kind of what it goes down to. I think since they know what they have in him, that's why they brought him back. Because the other guys are rookies. Because Hood is no longer on the roster. They right. released him right before training camp. Hours. <laughs> Hours after he got dropped off by his you know, girlfriend and daughter. Was it? Yeah, he got brought into the office. And luckily, they let a team... A team... Uh, Official... Not official. Fuck. Uh, they let some team personnel drive him home so his girlfriend didn't have to come back and pick him up. <laughs> oh, that's got to be brutal. That's terrible. But anyway, so yeah, like, we got a couple. I guess you want to bring him in so you can talk to him face to face instead of doing it over the phone. Well, I think it was the fact that um, someone got hurt or someone went on the pup list, uh, Smith, I think, and they needed to bring in another wide receiver. Uh, for camp, so they had to cut somebody. He wasn't going to make the team anyway, but, you know, yeah. that's that's rough. Yeah, so the rookies that are coming in are Jordan Scarlett. Um, he's a fifth-round pick out of the uh, University of Florida. Uh, last year, he averaged 5.9 yards per carry in the SEC, which is, you know, the defensive conference. But he only had 131 attempts, so he was not the bell cow by any means. Um, he's similar to McCaffrey in stature and similar abilities with catching out of the backfield. Um, 
he actually lined up at receiver during camp and started playing as a receiver as well. So they hmm. plan to use him as a bunch of different ways. Interesting. Yeah. Um, there's also been rumors that he, not rumors, he fumbled in camp a couple times, so got to hold on to the ball. But he definitely seems to be the favorite to back up McCaffrey because every time I read the second team, he's in there. I guess you want someone exactly like McCaffrey to back up McCaffrey, but you also want somebody else. Yeah. Right? You want you want the get a five, you know, get three you yards guy. Back. You want Hoover. You want to <laughs> you want a Hoover, you know, which is what, you know, honestly what CJ Anderson should have been last year, but Yeah, him. He's a bowling uh, ball. Uh, what was that fullback's name we had a couple years ago? Ladanian Tomlinson. No. Mike Tolbert. Yes, that is it. <laughs> Toldozer. The Toldozer. I, every y- time on the goal line, you had like one or two yards. Like you know where it was going. The little mini fridge back in the backfield, and he was gonna get it. Yeah, yeah. They don't grow on trees, unfortunately. So. No. What about uh, Evander Holyfield's son? Uh, Elijah Holyfield. Yeah, he's a undrafted rookie free agent, um, coming out of Georgia. Uh, slightly bigger than Scarlet, but not that bit big. Um, he also played in the SEC. He averaged 6.4 yards per carry last year and only 159 carries. Like, again, not a bell cow. Um, but the big negative on him is he only ran a 478 mm. in his 40. So that's probably the main reason why he didn't win undrafted. That's, that's not very McCaffrey-like. No, I've seen some highlights, though, and he he does seem faster on game film than he did on the 40, but... Well, there's a difference between 40 fast and game fast. Yeah, and you also got to think how fast were some of the competition, too. I mean, right. it is college. Well, uh, it, I'm kind of wary that these are the three guys that we have to back up McCaffrey you know training camp goes on preseason games go on guys get cut I'm not saying I'm not thinking that these are the only guys that we're going to have an option to back up McCaffrey oh no they'll be keeping an eye on the waiver wire see if some veteran that they feel has some tread on their tires come out it would not surprise me at all if that happened in fact I kind of hope it does no no fingers crossed one of these uh rookies can bust out yeah, I mean, if nothing else, you know, put Scarlett or Holyfield on the practice squad. Let them develop a little bit. They're both raw. Like you said, they low carries. Um, I mean, high yards per carry, but, you know, not uncommon for guys in college to have high yards per carry and not do much in the NFL. So, you know, give them a little time to develop. Um, I would not feel comfortable with any of these guys backing up. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with any of these guys starting if McCaffrey goes down. Yeah, let's just hope he doesn't. I mean, right. say your Hail Marys and pray to your spaghetti god up in the space. <laughs> Stay healthy, Cam. Stay healthy, CMC. Stay healthy, DJ Moore. Stay healthy, Luke Keekly. Oh. There's God. so many guys. <laughs> just we need them to be healthy. Keep them in your prayers. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, you know, back up running back. You know, final thoughts. Uh, no, like you said, we got to keep an eye on the waiver wire to see how this pans out throughout camp because I don't feel comfortable with any of them starting a games yeah. with any serious amount of time. Well, speaking of guys we're not comfortable starting games, let's look at some backup quarterbacks that we have on the roster right now. 
you know, we know we drafted Will Greer, 100 overall. Um, you know, Will Greer, West Virginia, you know, threw for a lot of yards, threw for a lot of touchdowns, didn't throw a lot of interceptions in college, did not run the ball at all. He is not a Cam Newton clone. No, um, he's a local boy. He he's a local boy, right? Just lived right down the street from the stadium, hmm. so. You wonder if that played into drafting him at all. I hope not, but it wouldn't surprise me. It seems to happen a lot with Carolina teams in general. We don't. We won't go into Jordan and the North Carolina connection, but uh, you know, we'll see. Will Greer hasn't looked great. He didn't look great in OTAs. Uh, didn't hear a lot of great things about him, but we should get a good look at him in some preseason games. Oh yeah, I from everything I've read about training camp is he's running the twos there hasn't been any they said they were gonna switch him up but i feel like they're giving him every opportunity to win that job and they should because we've seen heineke and we've seen allen the guys that we'll talk about here in a minute in real game action and you know again we'll talk about him in a minute but will <laughs> greer you know he was drafted in the third round that's and, and somebody you put some capital expecting him into. to look, fall in the late first and early right. second so right. i mean he has talent where some people actually think that this he's a franchise quarterback i've seen a lot of the national guys i wouldn't say a lot i've seen some of the national guys say that he was the second or third best quarterback in this draft and should have gone earlier yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I hope so. Gosh, yeah, that'd be great if we've got a steal like that in the third round. A, a guy that, hell, I mean, if Cam stays healthy for the next five years, let's pull a Garoppolo, you know, get a second-round pick or something out of this guy. You know, you never know. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, though. We need a backup quarterback. We do. Uh, Cam, Cam really proved that last year. I mean, I don't feel the coaching staff felt comfortable benching Cam. Like, midway through the season, I felt everybody in the NFL, like, plethora knew Cam could not throw. Watching it on TV, I knew he could not throw. Right. But yet, we never sat him to try a backup. Rivera obviously didn't have any confidence in Heineke and Allen to start. Well, let's talk about Heineke. I mean, he... He started off the year last year as a backup. He beat out Allen. He beat out uh, Garrett Gilbert in camp last year. And he looked pretty good in preseason games. I mean, uh, I wouldn't say that I was excited to see him start games in the regular season. But he did. He ended up starting uh, week 16 against Atlanta. And he didn't look great. Uh, he did get hurt. You know, he got hurt midway through the game and threw three interceptions when he came back into the game. Um, really think to you, he probably shouldn't have came back in that game. Probably shouldn't have, um, but, you know, he came in for, as we saw throughout the season, a couple of games to throw Hail Marys uh, when Cam obviously couldn't get it down the field. By the way, Rivera, there's your clue right there that maybe you should sit Cam for yeah, a couple of weeks. Especially when he was like a a huge arm quarterback coming out of college in the past few years. Like, right. when he can't throw that far, like, it's time. So, in the Atlanta game, Heineke, he completed 62% of his passes. He he threw the ball 53 times in that Atlanta game. And, by the way, a lot of those passes were on that injured shoulder. You know, never want to see all of our quarterbacks have injured shoulders. Um, 
so that's something else to think about that they might they might want to consider is you know this guy ha- he's uh, he's got a bum shoulder you know at least at la- in the last year he did well he is the most like cam i he has a lot of rushing he did in college yep. so and he in in that atlanta game he ran the ball for 33 yards which yeah. you that's a threat that you like to see he's not going to be cam newton running but you could still keep those read options in the playbook that way you know keep the defense honest right it's nice to be able to to kind of have your whole playbook you know uh, at hand with your backup quarterback particularly when your starting quarterback is cam newton so that's heineke um i i don't know he didn't impress me in that game against atlanta again he got hurt but even before that i wasn't super impressed we got beat in that game pretty badly um and then we got kyle allen you know who also started a game last year and his stats at least look a lot better than heineke's did he only threw the ball 27 times but he completed 16 of them for a couple of touchdowns no interceptions uh he ran the ball for 19 yards did did run in a touchdown um so very cam like there and it was a 10 yard touchdown so he you know he, he maybe has a little bit of that in him as well certainly not as much as heineke but um you know Kyle Allen put up those numbers against the Saints when we all know the Saints uh, didn't they need that game. They trotted out their backups. Some say that maybe the Saints wanted to lose that game to hurt the Panthers in the draft. Um, I mean, I don't know how it's conspiracy Sean theorists you want to go. Can, I mean, I think from what I heard is that they had a very vanilla offense and defense set up that way, like high school vanilla. Well, you know. <laughs> Kyle Allen was the best quarterback on the field that day. I will say that. Terry, Terry, you know, Bridgewater. He looked awful. He did not look good. And, but, and we blew them out. But again, that could be they may have set him up for failure because they were like, trot him out there with a high school playbook saying, right. look. And they brought him back. So obviously they weren't too concerned with that, that game. No. Um, but, you know, Kyle Allen, to me, I think Kyle Allen should probably start the preseason as the number two guy. He was the most impressive, I thought. And in that Atlanta game also, when um, when Heineke got hurt, you know, he went four for four. He got a big first down. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he, looked, he looked good in that game. He looked better than Heineke had looked prior to that shoulder injury. Yeah. I mean, the kid was a number one coming out of high school. So he has some talent there, but... He didn't put it together in college, and he came here last year as undrafted. So, yeah, see what the kid actually has. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, give him some preseason run for sure. I, I, do you want to see more of him or more of Will Greer in the preseason? Well, obviously Will Greer. I mean, yeah. we drafted him. Like I said, he was projected early second, late first type of round pick. So, People believe he could be a franchise quarterback. So once again, back to your maybe work him in, get something out of him later on. Well, yeah, and I agree. I think I want to see more of Will Greer too, mainly because he's the unknown in all of this. We we we've seen Kyle Allen in a real game. We've seen Tyler Heineke in a real game. So let's see some more of Will Greer. Um, if I had to guess who's going to start the season as the backup, I mean, I would probably guess will greer at this point just because they put that draft capital you know in him and heineke i would guess would be the odd man out at this point i think so too yeah. i think they like allen a little bit more 
And from all indications in camp, they are really putting Will Greer on that second team to make him lose the job, I think. Well, you know, Heineke also has the the Turner connection. You know, he's mm. been with North Turner on and another another team. Um, but I just personally didn't see enough of him last year to make me uh, want him as our backup quarterback. Not that I'm making the decisions, but I'd be happier seeing Will Greer or uh, Kyle Allen take that role. I, I do too. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I mean, that's pretty much all we had for today's podcast. So thanks for listening and we'll be back. I think our schedule, we're kind of looking at doing uh, maybe one a week, one podcast a week during the preseason here and then move to two a week during the regular season. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of update you guys on that schedule whenever we formulate it, finalize it. Yep. Keep pounding.